In this episode of the Instructional Redesign Podcast, we break away from our normal format, if we have one, to catch up on all the great things we've accomplished over the past year. So please allow us about 30 minutes to bring you up to speed on what we've been up to and pat ourselves on the back a bit. We open by talking about our experiences at the 2018 Central Ohio ATD Learning Technologies and Design Day Conference. And I want to quickly mention that the event returns again on September 19th, 2019. So if you're listening in time, as of now, there are spaces still open. You can go to centralohioatd.org to register, and we hope to see you there. Wow, Joe, it's been a hot minute. It sure has. Yeah, it's hard to believe that it's been almost, what, eight, nine months since we've came together and talked about what's been going on in our lives and what we've been doing in L&D. Yeah, you wouldn't know it from our release schedule. We're releasing podcasts almost on a monthly basis, but it's actually been, like you said, about nine months since we've last been together. So let's get in our little time machine and jump back to September of 2018 and talk a little bit about the Central Ohio ATD Conference. Yeah, so you were the, uh, let's see, president-elect at the time of the Central Ohio ATD chapter, and You were on the organizing committee to put together this one-day conference, which is something that had been a while since they had done it previously. A big driving force of that conference was the Central Ohio ATD Tech SIG, and that SIG actually brings together a lot of people that's interested in technology. Because we had so many able-bodied volunteers and people passionate about technology, we ended up making this conference called Technology and Design Day. That's right. And Tech SIG, S-I-G, stands for Special Interest Group. I specify that because I had to ask myself. I totally thought it was Small Interest Group, by the way. So, yeah, that's a good call out. <laughs> it is. It is both a special and small interest group. So, there you go. We meet uh, bi-monthly at Panera on Bethel Road, for those that are local. Uh, check out the centralohioatd.org website. So, yeah, uh, I, mean, I remember making a promo video for the... Tech SIG that was shown at the conference, and that was a nice way to test out my video production skills and apply them in a cool way to promote the event and the Tech SIG. And then we had a session together where we talked about actually podcasting for learning. So we talked about briefly our experience doing the podcast together, but also possibilities to apply podcast as a learning solution. And we had a pretty good turnout in our room. I think we had um, just about every seat filled. And again, if you're not familiar with this conference, there were, I think, three sessions per um, different time slot. So there wasn't a whole lot of places I guess people could go, but we were thrilled by the turnout of that session. So Joe, also a big part of the Central Ohio ATD conference was the panels and the panels were on fire. There were a lot of panels going on. Why don't you talk a little bit about the first panel that you were on with Greg Nagy from the Ohio State University and Kevin Ray from Huntington Bank. Yeah, we did basically a lightning talk where we turned our hour into 15 minute chunks. So Greg went first and talked about the different VR headsets that are out there and the different degrees of freedom that, uh, is allowed in in different models. Then Kevin talked about augmented reality and uh, talked about the tool on the back end that lets him basically put overlays into the real world, in this case, a phone system. And then I talked for 15 minutes about interactive video. I geeked out a little bit about video games I played in the 90s that were interactive 
choose your own destination type things. We can't say the full phrase for fear of being sued. <laughs> uh, and then I talked about how the, the it's coming, it's making a resurgence. So we have Netflix coming out with at first just children's titles where kids can kind of advance the story as they want, and it's basically branching off to different segments of video, which I thought was cool. And then now they've taken that into more adult realms with, what, what's the title? Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Yeah. I have not watched it. And Bear Grylls has it's, some now, too. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Bear Grylls has one of these, what crazy things should I do next? You decide. And he will do either. You just got to pick one. I talked about how you know you can take that level of interactivity and do it on YouTube and showed some examples of people doing that on YouTube. And then also how to get Storyline to show a 360 video. For every 360 degree video where you can move around either with your mouse or with a, a headset, all it is is a big uh, video file with a bit of metadata in it that basically says, yes, this is a 360 video. Storyline natively doesn't understand what it is and it just shows you this weird distorted picture of everything all at once But if you put the video up on YouTube YouTube is smart enough to know what that is And then if you pull that YouTube video into storyline, then you can get a 360 degree video in storyline Okay, well, I will jump over to another presentation that I had with my partner in crime, Sean Hickey, also from The Ohio State University. And this was the first time we've done a presentation about assessment. That particular presentation was called None of the Above, Common Pitfalls for Multiple Choice Assessments. We actually approached it as a game show. So I donned a mustache and an ugly jacket that I got from the Goodwill and Sean had a um, nice little outfit that he wore as well and we were game show hosts and we started the presentation by showing poorly written questions and having the audience guess the correct answer without knowing any of the content by it and we wanted to kind of show sometimes these pitfalls that you do when you write an assessment makes it a little bit easier for somebody to guess. And then we went more into using illustrations, scenarios, etc. and I'll talk a little bit more about that here in a minute because it actually led to a really big milestone for both of us in 2019. And I think closing out that conference, uh, Joe, uh, Mike Taylor, Jeff Zoller from AEP, and I were part of a closing panel about keeping up with the technology. Just talking about how do we keep up with everything going on in learning and development. And I, for me, I think the big takeaway, and I'm sure you've probably heard me if you know me in person, fangirl over Mike Taylor and curation and just how he has his own kind of personal knowledge management strategy. Um, I think a big takeaway from that discussion was Mike always says, if you're in this industry, you have to be a professional learner and you have to make it kind of the forefront of what you do. What other takeaways did you have from that one, Joe? Yeah, I remember Mike did a great job with the opening keynote for the conference, talking about that personal development side of learning and the curating um, your RSS feeds and things like that to build your, your PLN and becoming that modern learning professional. And then I was just joking with Kara. I don't really remember what I said in that closing <laughs> panel. I was kind of a little nervous, but I think I said some smart, intelligent things. So... That was it, I think, for September. And real quick, I want to hop back to 
August real quick as we're doing just like a general catch up of just professional and conferences. I actually took a new job at Ohio State in August. So I ended up leaving the workforce development center that I worked at called SEAT, the Center on Education and Training for Employment, where I did work with Sean Hickey. I ended up coming over to work for the college directly and the college is the College of Education and Human Ecology and I work in a department called Academic Technology and now I get to work directly with faculty to build online classes for students and that has been a tremendous experience for me. I really enjoyed it thus far and I'm coming up on almost a year here in a few months so I just wanted to throw that out there as well. So I'm still at Ohio State. I just moved to a different department for a different opportunity and that opportunity I've also been able to teach at Ohio State in this as well. So I had a course that I co-taught um, with my supervisor this past semester and then starting in the fall um, I'm teaching a sophomore transition course about different kind of work skills such as coming to work on time and finances and that kind of stuff and I'm super excited because I'll be working with first generation college students just like I was not too long ago so I'm really excited about that opportunity. So um, with that, let's hop into October. So for October, I went down to the Greater Cincinnati ATD Conference, and I went down there with Mike Taylor. It's actually a big group of us from Columbus that went down to that. And Mike had a session with um, one of his colleagues at Mindset Digital, Pete Brown, and they were talking a little bit uh, just about how to build better e-learning. And they demoed a little piece of what they did for Nationwide Insurance, which was uh, very heavily influenced by by Game of Thrones. So that was really neat to see that. I had what was called a table talk. And what that was, it was more like an informal conversation. And I talked about Twitter. Huh. So I just talked about why I use Twitter, what Twitter means to me, and how I use it to grow my professional learning network. So that was kind of the big takeaways I had from that conference. Uh, what were you doing, October Joe? Trick or treat? Uh, yeah, probably. I don't remember <laughs> specifically October. But I did get a chance to see and may or may not have actually worked on that Game of Thrones piece you were talking about. And I, hands down, I think it was the best video for e-learning I've ever seen. And it looked like they had professional talent come in and film these characters in very Game of Thrones-esque garb and uh, voice and everything. And I thought it was so great. And then when Mike told me that these people were actually employees... I was just blown away because they really gave phenomenal for performances and it was humorous and um, exactly the kind of thing you would want when you're trying to keep people's attention and stress something important but still keep it light and, and, and informative. Um, also in October, uh, we welcomed the Central Ohio ATD, Dr. Michael Allen. So I actually met him last summer at Learning Dev Camp slash the eLearning Brothers Experience in Salt Lake City. I actually won a 30-minute private session to chat with him, which I had no idea what to say, but luckily he's just a really nice, kind person. And he ended up coming to the Columbus area. We ended up having him just come and talk about just how he has seen the industry kind of grow and probably my favorite quote from that was he saw so much bad e-learning that he came out of retirement to battle it and if there's any award that he can get for that I think he should get it if he hasn't already because I mean that is somebody that has a true passion for learning wouldn't you say Joe? Absolutely and I attended that night as well and I thought it was so 
interesting just to hear him describe what he was doing at OSU at the time and like the oh late 70s, early 80s and just pioneering all this stuff that we now call e-learning and for it to become what it eventually became, just kind of this boring conversion of ILT material into just click next and PowerPoint to straight e-learning. And yeah, like you said, he, it, it was enough to bring him out of retirement. Yeah, I love that. That was, again, probably a big highlight of last year. And finally in October, like I didn't have anything else going on, ended up going to a higher education conference at the end of that month. It was called the Association for Education, Communications, and Technology, or you may know it as AECT. I had two presentations there. Uh, one was a panel where I talk about the portrait of a modern online graduate student. So I did that with my friend Anna Leach and also my friend Natalie Gintert, who's now an instructional designer at Zulily. And also did that with my advisor, Dr. Anna Paula Correa, and a lady that Anna actually met when she was applying to PhD programs, uh, Dr. Leanna Archambault. So that was a really neat time just to talk about the student experience in an online program. And also I did the maiden voyage of probably one of my proudest presentations I've ever made called the case of the disengaged learner. And what I did for this was I was invited to do a presentation for a division called learner engagement at this conference. And I started with a good old literature review. Now, I don't know if any of the listeners have went to a higher education conference, but there's enough bullets in there to start a war. And a lot of times the content is dry and boring and it's just not my jam. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go for it. So I did this literature review. And based on this literature review, I thought that I should present the material in an engaging way. So I created this mystery around why this learner is disengaged. And as you're going through, you get clues and you kind of figure out what's going on. But then I also present the research. So I give them what they want, but just in a different manner. So um, that one was pretty controversial, I'll say. Um, a couple things that I did that was really kind of hocus pocus for that audience was I demoed the live closed captioning that actually went live, I believe in October of 2018 with Google Slides. So anytime I give a presentation, I try to do that. And the audience was like, what are you doing? How are you doing that? So that was really cool to show that. So Joe, I think I might have ruffled a few feathers with that particular presentation because I did actually have a call to action of we should kind of model this behavior that we know is best practice. What do you think about something like that? You know, I think sometimes some feathers do need ruffled. We didn't name this show the Instructional Redesign Podcast to talk about the way things have been. We're talking about the way things are going and possibly our opinion about the way things should go. So uh, I support you and your efforts and what you did, and I particularly like that you used the character name that I suggested you name. <laughs> you had the guy that was extremely dry and boring, and you named him Borson Wells on my recommendation. I forgot about that. Yeah, so I had a, a contest on Twitter and had a bunch of different names for kind of the, the trainer, or in this uh, case, because it was a higher ed audience, the professor, and his name was Dr. Borson Wells, so thank you for that, Joe. 
All right, let's move to the beginning of the year. So uh, let's hop into January. Uh, January, I had two presentations. One, I was um, invited to come to Miami University here in Ohio, not Florida. And I gave a presentation called Teaching Old Tech New Tricks. And in that, I demoed how you can do live closed captioning in presentation software. And at this point, you could also do it in PowerPoint as well as Google Slides. I showed how you can create brand in slides and PowerPoint and even dabbled a little bit in the augmented reality using Zapper and showing them how they could use that. But the biggest takeaway from that one is I finally got to meet Julie Dirksen and Julie Dirksen was the keynote at that particular conference and I took my book for her to sign and she signed it which was pretty cool. Yeah and I almost dropped what I was doing and, and went along with you to that conference just because it was so close and it would have been great to hear Julie speak in person. Yeah, you missed out. That's sad. <laughs> and then also the end of the month, um, I traveled out to Phoenix for the third annual, I guess, yeah, third at this point, um, training, learning, and development conference, uh, part of TLDC that Joe and I have both been a part of for quite some time. And I gave a different version of that presentation that I spoke about a little bit ago. So I made the case of the disengaged learner for corporate L&D. And I was absolutely humbled and blown away by the great response that I got. Um, I was able to not only give it live, but also because of TLDC and the live cast that they have, I was able to also do it on um, live with, with the Crowdcast software and able to engage the audience that way. And for me, that was probably one of the best presentations that I've ever given. I don't know if I could ever top that just because of the feedback that I got. I even had one person tweet, and I think it was um, Irby Delgado that said that that presentation was worth it for him to go to the conference. I'm not used to hearing anything like that. So I mean, I was just completely humbled that it made that big of an impact. So thank you to everybody that gave me such good vibes about that. I really appreciate it. And having caught the live stream presentation of that, which there may be a link that we can provide to mm -hmm. a recording of that. Um, I was just blown away. So check that out if you haven't. And then I don't do as much moving and shaking as you do, but in January I was promoted at work. So that's a big milestone for sure. Yeah, so after about six and a half years of working at a company, I got promoted to a senior role, which I've been striving to do for uh, about three or four years now. So big deal. It's a very big deal. You're a big deal. Well, if you say so. <laughs> Congrats. You, you really do deserve it. You really have a great perspective of things in the L&D space. And I know that your company is very lucky to have you. So very well deserved. All right, let's move to February. Um, February, I just did some good old higher ed academic stuff. So I had a presentation, which was a poster session here at the Ohio State University about some research that I've done. And I did that research last year about instructional design challenges. So you may remember hashtag ID6WC, where I had Kara Norse six-week instructional design challenge. I had a poster session where I talked about how instructional design challenges can enhance practitioner performance, specifically about helping practitioners get over anxiety and how they can sandbox technology and different techniques in a safe environment. So that was 
little bit outside of my comfort zone. I have to say I did not feel very confident in that. And that's still a personal struggle of mine wearing an academic hat versus a practitioner hat, but I'll get there one day. <laughs> All right, want to go to March? You know, we should back up to January because that's when you assume the role of president instead of president-elect oh, that's true. the Central Ohio ATD. Yeah, so January, I, thank you, I forgot, I did kick off being president of Central Ohio ATD. There has been a challenging role, but also very fulfilling. I feel like I've learned a lot about myself as a leader and different things that are valuable to me as a growth opportunity, but also being able to fulfill the needs of our membership is something that's super important to me as well. In this role, I've kind of pushed through two main initiatives that I'm super proud of. One is we have started an initiative called Central Ohio ATD Loves Columbus. In that, that is part of our networking events that we do. And this is a philanthropic arm of Central Ohio ATD. So our first networking event, we had a food drive for the Clintonville, which is part of the Columbus area uh, food bank. And so folks were encouraged to bring in some cans of food to donate. And our past networking event, uh, just uh, not too long ago, we actually had a drive for Jericho's Light Club, which um, that is an organization that offers um, shelter meals to those in need. And I am very happy to say and, and very uh, humbled that they asked for our help with cleaning supplies. And we're like, we're happy to help provide you guys with that. So we had a really good turnout of cleaning supplies for that. So again, just something more that we can do beyond just talk about L&D all the time to help our community at large. So I'm very proud of Central Ohio. ATD Loves Columbus. The second is October the 3rd. We are going to have what's called an emerging professional showcase. So at Central Ohio ATD, we define an emerging professional as somebody with five or less years in learning development, work experience, and or a student. From that, because I do work at the university and I am passionate about mentoring others, there are a lot of people that are really hungry for presentation experience, but don't think that they're good enough to apply for kind of the bigger conferences. So this particular Emerging Professional Showcase is going to be all the presenters are going to be emerging professionals. We're going to have people in person and we're also going to have a virtual option for those who can't come to Columbus. And Joe, we have a special guest, um, Alex Godinas, um, who we know through TLDC is actually going to do a presentation for us live from California. So we're really excited to give him that opportunity to get one of his first presentations in under his belt. Oh, how cool is that? That's really cool. What I see a lot is like the 30 under 30, where it's like, look at these people that are up and comers and are doing some amazing, awesome, amazing things. But what about the stuff that are, they're people just starting out in their career and maybe they want to start doing conferences and speaking conferences and things like that. Let's, let's, you know, promote those types of people as well. Agreed. Yeah. And again, a lot of students really need that presentation experience anyway for their master's or PhD. So any way that we can provide that value, again, I'm very pleased to say that we're pushing that through. And I have a great committee working with me to make that happen too. So thank you to everybody who has been volunteering and cheering us on. All right. So I think we need to go to the biggest thing that I have to share um, in our catch up is I'm going to fast forward to March of this year. And I am very pleased to say and proud that I won, along with Sean Hickey, the best of show for Demo Fest at Learning Solutions. And Joe, let me tell you, mm -hmm. that was 
crazy. I never thought that that would have happened to us. Um, and I'm sure if you know me, you may have already heard the story, but if you haven't, here it is. Um, Sean and I, we entered in multiple choice mayhem. It was an e-learning module that we built together when we were working at the same unit at the Ohio State University. We had never been part of Demo Fest before, didn't have a lot of information. So the fact that we even got accepted when we filled out the form, we were both over the moon. We just couldn't believe we even made the cut. And then when we get in there, you have a table and you sit down and we didn't know what to bring. We had no idea. So we had our computers and then we had like our iPads and we saw all this fancy stuff come in the door. We saw these beautiful curved monitors and, you know, candy dishes and all that. And we're like, we don't have any of this. So I looked around at him. And I said, dude, we don't have we don't have a prayer. Like, I mean, we're completely out of our element. And then if you're not familiar with it, essentially the attendees of the conference each get to vote in each category. So we were in the academic category and as people were coming through, we both had our laptops and iPads. And so we had four devices running where people could play our game. And our game's really short. It's about five to seven minutes. It was chaos. I mean, it was just a lot of people. We were over by the bar. So like I said, people were waiting in line to get their free drink. Like we were saying, hey guys, why don't you come over here and check it out? So anyway, that hour and a half, it just flew, flew by. They announced the winners and the best in the academic category ended up going to my friend Jeff Bat. And so I was a little sad, but he makes awesome stuff. So if you don't know him, you should. He's a really, really great guy. And he actually came over and was like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. It's like, don't be sorry. You make awesome work. I'm starting to pack the stuff up. I'm thinking about where we're going to go celebrate at because I actually survived my first demo fest. And then they made the announcement of best of show non-vendor. And when they said my name, I froze. I think that's the first time in my life I ever like shut up. And I <laughs> just froze and I couldn't believe it. And somebody, I don't know who it was, was like gently who kind of pushing me uh, pushing my back to go up on the stage and if you look at the picture I'm actually holding my ward upside down the e-learning guild picture which is really funny so it's completely disoriented and what an amazing moment and as soon as I got off the stage I just started crying I facetimed my mom and dad it was just a really special moment but for me the best part about it is I got to share that with my friend like that was the coolest thing for me like it was something that we did together something that we worked on in tandem and we make a really good team and it was just really rewarding to get um, recognized for that. I have to say it's well deserved. I mean I know this whole episode has been just each other patting ourselves on the back but <laughs> you did a really good job and I think when you first showed it to me I think you phrase it as like oh my friend John at work has been messing around with storyline and I thought okay I'll take a look and then when I looked at it, I was like this looks like something that's been done by someone that's been working in Storyline for like five years. Like this is really great stuff. And my experience with Demo Fests, having been to three of them now, has been about 50% of this stuff is is so-so, not to, not to discredit anyone, but it's kind of like on, we'll say it's on par with what you kind of expect. And then the other half is standout stuff. And there's always those two or three that just are way above and beyond. And usually those are like vendor, like they put a lot of effort into it because this went, it was, this is a big project for a big client or something. So for a non-vendor to win like that, I think is, is really cool. So kudos to you for that. And, and what an incredible story about winning, not expecting it. Just so you know, um, 
I'm retired. I'm not ever going to do another demo <laughs> fest. I'm going out on top. I'm undefeated. And so for me, my next kind of journey with the demo fest is I want to encourage others to participate and I want to coach because if you're listening, Alex Salas, I really appreciate everything that you did for Sean and I before demo fest. He pulled us aside and coached us for a good hour of what to expect, what, how to get our pitches going. And I really think that that helped us win. You need to have your pitch down if you want to have a shot at winning. And two, I think another thing that helped us win is our particular product was super short. You could consume it between four to six minutes, depending on how quickly you go through it. So the fact that everybody that came to our table got to play through the entire thing, instead of it being kind of a show and tell us kind of showing you little bits and pieces of it, I think that that also helped us too. So those are kind of my two pro tips um, if you're wanting to be a part of Demo Fest in the future and potentially win. Yeah, that's a really good point that I hadn't thought of. I think so many people treat it as, well, come sit down and I'll give you this 10 minute explanation of what we did. And that's fine, but you really, you don't get to really communicate to that many people what your project was about and why it was successful. So summarizing it really quickly, like you're talking about and getting almost like an elevator pitch down for, for what you did and why it worked. I think that's a great idea. Plus, I look forward to actually walking around and seeing the other parts of Demo Fest because you have to remember, I was by my table the entire time, so I didn't get to see what others were doing. So the great part about that was the eLearning Guild had a webinar after Learning Solutions featuring the best of Demo Fest. And so Sean and I also participated in that. And for us, we were thrilled just to see what other things that people have created. And we were really inspired by a lot of them. So again, I really look forward to being a um, voter in, in the Demo Fest from, from here on out because I don't ever think I'll be able to top that experience. All right. Um, I think the other one too is I just got back from my very first ATD ice and that was amazing and incredible. And I have a lot of really crazy stories to tell about that, but I think that should be for another time. Well, cool. You are a busy person. That is for sure. And that is one of the main contributors for why we haven't uh, gotten together to record actual <laughs> episodes in so long because I don't even know if you mentioned it in this episode, but you are a PhD student yeah, and you are super busy pursuing that from, what is it, August, um, yeah, August through May, right? Well, and I'm taking summer classes this and semester so too, oh, which is crazy. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And summer classes now. So Kara might be the busiest person I know, and the fact that she even has time to do this is is amazing. Well, if you are um, on the conference circuit this fall, hopefully we may run into you. Uh, we love hearing from you directly. We actually ran into somebody not too long ago at a conference that actually recognized Joe and said that he listened to our podcast and was absolutely blown away by that. So please come up and say hi to us. We don't bite, we promise. But we do this because we want to add value to the learning development community. Remember, Joe and I are actually in the trenches. We're with you. We're builders. We're makers. We care about best practices and doing things right. So that's why we do this. We do this to add value to you. So if in the future, if you want to contact us, let us know what you want to hear. Please drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. All right. So with that, another episode in the bag. I'm Joe Suarez. And I'm Kara North. We will talk to you next time. Bye.